Hello everyone, welcome back to Morgan Hasn't Seen Romantic Double Features, Janine. This is the double, the number two, that didn't work. This is the second episode of the <laughs> yes. Romantic Double Features. I was trying to use the number two and the fact that that is a double and uh, you know yeah, what I'm getting yeah, at. I was, yeah. It didn't I, work. I got what you were trying to do. <laughs> it didn't work. Hello, everyone. How are we all doing? The, is this the closest episode to actual Valentine's Day? No, it's not. That would be next week's. Because... I mean, yeah, technically it would be after. Next week's is after Valentine's Well, still the closest to, you know, people do romantic things all the time yeah. around and we're celebrating all month long we certainly are that's the point that's what we are doing with our romantic double features all month as janine said on morgan hasn't seen last week we started the series with uh, period romance movies which was a walk in the clouds and water for elephants. And Keanu's back this week, Janine. <laughs> he is. Keanu's back. Because this week we have romance and time, as you're calling it. Not time travel romance, although I think it could be that. But then again, we all know how confused I get when we start <laughs> to talk about time travel and weird space things. I can't remember... Surely there's some episode somewhere ages ago. Or it might even not be, I not think it be was, that long ago. I think it was source code that got us really confused. Source code. Oh, I was <laughs> when so When we were talking confused. about um, time loop movies. Time loop. Yes, time loops. I don't understand what the hell's going yes, on. We both got pretty confused on that one. <laughs> I mean, these are a little bit more straightforward, I suppose, but still, even some parts of the lake house themed, I <laughs> didn't little... really understand the time situations. <laughs> You're of it. the somebody who needs big uh, um, Marvel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Twelve Marvel years cards. later, Lagos. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where the MCU characters are. Vienna. Thank you. <laughs> they can't just, you, you, you know, if ever the MCU characters went to Paris, they couldn't just show us the Eiffel Tower and then pan down to whoever speaking to whoever. They would have to go, Paris! Paris! In huge <laughs> white letters. Yes. So I think you needed that to, to know when you were in what two-year period of time it's because i'm a simpleton janine as we all know so yeah the lake house and safety not guaranteed are the two movies we have coming up today on uh romance and time janine why did you choose these two um I really like the lake house. I love the chemistry. There's lots of like romantic gestures that happen between the two characters because of the time that they are parts so of the creativity yes. that they come up with to do these sweet things for each other. Being two years apart always is just like uh, a really kind of unique special thing because, you know, every rom-com or romance film has, you know, these big grand gestures, right? But when you throw that time element in there and the creativity they kind of have to do to 
to show those things is really like beautiful. Um, so I'll get into some of my favorites when we start talking about the movie. So I thought it was kind of like an interesting premise um, that kind of threw um, a really kind of unique element in there um, to kind of set it apart. And then the Safety Not Guaranteed, this was just kind of a fun little quirky movie that I discovered um, not as really heavy on the romance or the time element. I mean, it's kind of the through line of the movie, but not something that's really kind of, uh, you know, big into the, the plot as as the lake house. So it's strange, really, because the time in, in both movies well, the, the time aspect of the lake house is obviously very central to what's going on. And yes. the time aspect of safety not guaranteed is central to what's going on, but in the sense that it's almost this It kind of bookends the story, and it kind of bookends the story. It kicks off the beginning of the story because they find this article of a man who thinks he can travel in time, and then at the end you actually kind of see what that's about. So the time element in that movie kind of bookends the story, but I thought it was just really quirky and cute, and with both of these movies, I like... um, you know, obviously they're kind of working with fantastical things that would never really happen. But I love the groundedness of a romance film that actually sees your two characters having that time together to actually fall in love to where they're not in love after a couple of days or one meeting or something. There's actually conversations and a friendship that grows and, and a getting to know each other. And you you get that with both of these movies like their love is believable because you actually get that time to sit with them and see their relationship grow and see their chemistry grow um and also i just love seeing you know the i love when actors who you loved in one thing kind of reunite so that's a a favorite thing of mine to see in the lake house particularly of you know sandra and keanu you know because they had such amazing chemistry and speed so yeah, I like romances that give you the time to to have the romance develop, and we get that with both of these movies. So I thought they were kind of quirky and different, outside of the box, something interesting that you're not typically going to get premise-wise or what have you in a romance. So I thought you'd find them a little interesting. And that was Janine's Long-winded explanation, long-winded. as per usual, but I get very excited my favorite genre as you know <laughs> there is nothing wrong with that that was also i feel janine's little dig at main show movies i.e old movies who sometimes like to make people absolutely fall head over heels in love with each other and marry each other after about two hours yeah, of knowing absolutely. each other mm-hmm. some don't janine some don't. Some take the time. Think the shop around the corner. Some take the time. Yeah. Some have good build-up of relationships. Mostly they're the romance movies themselves. I mean, the non-romance movies with romantic subplots are very minimal. In all movies, really, they're just kind of, oh, here's somebody who likes somebody. Okay, let's, you know, they're together now. Yay. Yeah. That's it. But... <laughs> That's the that's what we love weirdly about those movies, but we are not here to talk about those movies, of course. Today, what movie would you like to start off with, Janine? I actually also, before you answer that question, I'm sorry I've just asked you a question and then gone on to talk about <laughs> something else. I just wanted to make the point that 
we're talking about romance and time in the sense that time and, and in some circumstances time travel and also time significant time difference are the main elements of time in our two movies. movies yes however you've just also brought up the fact that time together is also a big part of them oh, yes. taking the time to be together multiple versions of, of time, time. <laughs> yes isn't wow, it exciting nice, nice pull there appreciate that which movie would you like to talk about first, Janine? Um, well, I know you're just aching to talk about Keanu's fabulous turtlenecks that he wears. Oh, yes. So let's start with the lake house. The lake house, yes, right. Would you like to ask me questions about though... <laughs> the lake house? Or, or, or... Even though we cover three three um, years of time in in this movie, which I think... It took you a minute to kind of figure out. <laughs> yes, I thought it was only a two-year gap for the entire movie. However, it seemed that there was another two-year jump somewhere that had slipped my mind. Because yes, you doesn't didn't get change your the effect of the movie. Yes, doesn't <laughs> change the effect hard. of the movie for me. No, definitely not. We still got the the, the gist of the of, you know the important elements. I still. Very much, actually, liked The Lake House. I really genuinely did. Maybe some people would think I wouldn't. But then Most I feel like the people... The turtlenecks, I think. Oh, yes, the turtlenecks are obviously a major part of why I liked The yeah, Lake House. Yeah, he does a turtleneck like blazer combination. He one of does. Your favorite and he, and, looks. And, and, and he you know looks what, great. You know what as well, Janine? I like Keanu Reeves' turtleneck and blazer combination specifically because it's a thick turtleneck he's yes. wearing. Not just like a thin one that, that should go. It's like, it's a, like a turtleneck. <laughs> like a vision that, 70s, 60s. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it, it's a turtleneck <laughs> that should usually be worn on its own, without anything over the top of it, unless you're wearing a, a large coat. But it's a thick turtleneck, and, he, and then he puts the blazer on as well. Yeah, well I'm getting fixated. Chicago. They are in Chicago, so and that cold. is true. You need the layers, you need the layers. It's very windy in Chicago, isn't it? There, there's the stereotype. And here's me now wanting to start singing Calamity Jane, but we're not going to do that because <laughs> I would make an absolute idiot of myself if I started singing... I just blew in from the Windy City, from Calamity Jane. <laughs> and, and referring to Chicago as Chicago for the uh, entire yeah, show. <laughs> We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Stop me from doing that, Janine. I'm so I will, close to doing it. I will it. most definitely prevent you from doing that. Um, I'm so close to doing it. <laughs> so we get into just the basic premise of the film. We have uh, Alex Weiler, who is an architect. Um, we have, um, I can't remember her name, Kate. 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 Uh, yes. It's Sandra Bullock. Janine, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> you turn into me, please. This is <laughs> Yana Reeves and Sandra, and Sandra Bullock. Bullock. And it does not I'm matter what be, their names are. I'm trying are. to be characterly accurate, unlike you. So um, <laughs> It doesn't change the movie. Kate and Alex. Kate is a doctor. Yes. Um, she is leaving the lake house. She was living there for a few years. She is moving to get because she got a job at a hospital. 
So she's moving. She leaves a letter in the mailbox for the new person coming in saying, hey, if any of my mail um, gets left here, please forward it to my new address. So then we see Keanu Reeves, Alex, come to the lake house to move in. He gets the letter. So we're still kind of just assuming she left. He is now the new tenant coming in. She tells him something about, hey, don't mind the paw prints on the walkway. They were there when I moved in. He doesn't see any paw prints. So he's kind of confused. Only to realize now that the lake house is kind of magical. And Alex and Kate are living two years apart. Kate is living in 2006 time. Alex is living in 2004 time. So he was actually the first tenant of the lake house. And she moved in after him. But when they put something in the mailbox, they're able to communicate to each other in real time, even though they are two years apart. So a correspondence forms over the craziness of how this is even happening. And they begin to fall for each other through these letters and and talking. It really is a lovely premise and a lovely buildup of their relationship, really. Because like you said, there's the distance there. Not a physical distance. A time difference. Yeah. And, and not like not like our time difference in having to schedule but a time, shows and things yeah, like that. Yeah, eight hours that, apart. That but a time distance. A so time distance your long yes. distance is time distance. Two years is a good chunk of time. Um, They're in the same city, in the same place, but a huge chunk of time apart. At this point, I was questioning what was going on in the movie. I was enjoying the movie, but should it have been called The Magic Mailbox? Yeah, I mean, were you expecting this magical element when you kind of went into this movie? I, knowing me, was expecting a ghost situation, to be honest with you, Janine. I was expecting... Okay, maybe if this was based on a Nicholas Sparks book, you'd probably get something like that. But Maybe I was thinking too much of one of the the... Of my most favourite romance movies that I have more recently watched in, in recent years, which is The Ghost and Mrs. Muir, which is a great romance movie, Love obviously that. about a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> so I was getting a little bit of an impression at the beginning of this that, okay, Keanu Reeves has been in the house before Sandra Bullock I think something horrific has happened to Keanu Reeves. He's died, but he's obviously this ridiculously (laughs) romantic person who is both in love with the house and whoever's coming to live in the house next, which happens, of course, to be Sandra Bullock. So maybe I was thinking it it wasn't that. So it wasn't anything the ghost like that. and Mrs. Muir type situation. A little bit, yes. Okay. Or maybe that's just what I was wanting it to be. Because it's not of what the it turtlenecks. was. <laughs> maybe because of the because turtlenecks. He, he had a sea captain kind of vibe with the turtlenecks. I mean, he didn't have a sea captain kind of vibe, really, <laughs> did he? He wasn't gruff and kind of shouty. <laughs> and beardy. <laughs> and beardy. He was just plain old nice. Hey, Keanu. I'm Keanu. And to be fair... He's doing a better acting job in this than he was in the A Walk in the Clouds. I mean, he's more seasoned now. He is. This is 2006. This is this is 11 years after A Walk in the Clouds. He's yeah. a better dramatic actor at this point. Well done, Keanu. Hey, Keanu. 
I appreciated I appreciated that I was not taken out of this movie slightly by oh look at Keanu trying to be over dramatic and I was a little bit in the walk in a, in a walk in the clouds even though I I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. I I really did like him in this. I really did like him in this. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, it doesn't have to, you know, we don't have to ask why. Yeah, and they, like, kind of ask why at the beginning and then just kind of let it happen. And instead of trying to understand it, they just kind of try to enjoy this friendship that they've developed. I really like that about it. I really, really like that about it. They don't spend the entire movie figuring out how they are actually able to communicate with each other and just accept it as oh a bit of weirdness yeah yeah and so kind of and you know we pepper in kind of instances of who they are what kind of they're going through kate always seems like a little bit sad that like she's just unfulfilled and things in her life and she just needs something more but she doesn't really know what that is she's very kind of lonely um she just kind of lives with her or she kind of has a good relationship with her mother so she'll visit and talk to her um her father has passed away so that's something that always kind of looms and always makes her a little bit sad um she's not really happy in her relationship with a morgan <laughs> yes i mean the, does the guy do morgan's justice no mm, he's a little he, no he's, he's a little bit unlikable yes but he, so he's not like the terrible unlikable that you get in kind of these movies when there's a third guy or uh, like a second no, guy. he's not I think but he's, he's, he's just kind he's of decent enough. He's just a little bit. I don't know what the right descriptor is to use. He seems like a nice enough person. He's just not Keanu. And he doesn't really listen to Kate because we get that sense because there's a whole moment where Kate has a memory of a guy she had met when Morgan throws her a surprise party. She did not yes. want a surprise. She was adamant that she didn't want him to throw her a party. She was not about that. That's not her vibe. But he threw surprise her Surprise parties anyway. are horrible, Janine. Yes. So, like, so, the, and then you kind of see her reaction. And then that kind of is just a little glimmer of, like, this guy just doesn't get me kind of moment. So, yeah. you know, he, he's just somebody who doesn't get her. They're not really a fit. They get along. He's fine. But they, they just don't fit. He just doesn't understand her. Like so, all Morgans. <laughs> don't understand what's going on (laughs) no you you are an exception to that rule he's Um, okay he's just a (laughs) bit of an idiot yeah he's so at that point he actually does do morgan's justice because he is at least truthful to morgan's (laughs) no i would not go that far but you don't come um, across morgan's in movies a lot janine i'm excited yes we had a morgan in this movie um so yeah she you know confides in alex about a lot of things he then on his kind of end of things he has a really kind of uh tumultuous relationship with his father played by christopher Plummer, who's this famed architect his dad is just very kind of cold and critical not very kind of emotional but he and he's always kind of been seeking his father's uh, approval on kind of everything and he's never really gotten that or he's never really felt 100% loved by his father so that's kind of the relationship he's dealing with he also has a younger brother who he's close with as well like and I think it's a pretty big age gap like they're like maybe like eight years apart yeah um and instead of like you know building these beautiful things like his father did he's kind of just doing like mainstream kind of you know 
foreman of like just building houses and developments and things like that. So he's not really like using his full potential as as a creator, as, as somebody who loves design and, and architecture. He's kind of just doing mainstream stuff. So he's not really living to the potential of what he wants to do maybe because his father didn't encourage him enough or you know so both of them are kind of in these weird states of their life where they're not 100 percent happy with what they're doing but and they're kind of lonely and isolated and don't really know how to take that next step until they find each other and they can open up to each other about their their loneliness and and what kind of they've been dealing with in their lives and they kind of connect over that and isn't it just a kick in the teeth that the one time they actually find somebody else to connect with, they're isolated from them as well. Exactly. With the this, entire this movie. Gap. Yeah. So they write these letters, they put them in the mailbox. You know, you see the little red thing go up. So you know that there's a letter in there. Um, it's and like, for God's sake, it's like blues, clues all over again, <laughs> isn't it? It's like, oh, we've got a letter. Yeah, I'm surprised they letter. don't sing a stupid yes, song a every time. <laughs> And so, yeah, they have these fun little moments. Just, of... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm now just imagining Keanu Reeves in a reimagining of Blues Clues singing, <laughs> We Have Got a Letter, and it's secretly from Sandra Bullock in Lake House. But I, I also like that they just kind of do some smart things about them kind of connecting over time because of this. So, um, we did mention like the party like yeah. she had this vague memory of a guy she had met at a party two years ago and she accidentally kissed him so alex runs into they end up having the same dog so this random stray dog kind of comes and becomes alex's yeah, dog the, the dog's magic as well the dog's in two different years yeah so we see this dog in two different phases of time and the or dog is runs the dog in from... two different years i get confused janine is it <laughs> yeah. the same dog the same living dog. the same life or is it is the same dog the dog was with alex life? the dog was with alex in 2004 and then when alex left the lake house the dog right took off and ran away then sandra bullock moved there in 2006 and then the dog came and found her so the dog and... has aged yes right i was just thinking is the dog magic does the dog come with the house <laughs> like it's a no, she magic just, she just she just ran off and then she like found her way to to Sandra Bullock and then Sandra Bullock ended up taking her with her when she moved out of the lake house. Also, the house is horrible. I hate the lake house deeply. It's the worst <laughs> house I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, aesthetically, do you think it's like a beautiful house? No, I mean, not practical at all. In any no, I don't. Way, I don't like, think it's an aesthetically no, nice. It has house. a tree I, growing in the middle. I don't care if it has a tree growing in the middle. It's made of glass. And it's on a it's on stilts on a lake. Okay, but I'm saying aesthetically, just looking at it, you don't have to live there. Nobody's telling you to live there. If you saw it as like an art piece, as an architectural art piece, would you think it was a beautiful house? If it didn't have as much glass in it, yes. Glass is an aesthetic factor. It makes everything look weirdly reflective. You need a little bit of solidity to your home. It looks like it could break like a twig. It looks about as dangerous as that house from a series of unfortunate events that's on the edge of the cliff. 
<laughs> but I think it plays into the idea of these two isolated people and this house is very kind of an isolated place as well. Oh, it is. It's very unique. Oh, it definitely it's a very yes. it is a very isolated. So it plays house. into I think the two lead characters as well. So um yeah, his dog runs off and ultimately run and is found by Sandra Bullock's boyfriend at the time, Morgan. He yes. ends up inviting them to Kate's birthday party. And he knows it's Kate because he's been now co corresponding with Kate. So this is kind of how he actually sees Kate for the first time. So he knows who Kate is, but she doesn't yet know him because this is in 2004. So then he goes to the party, he meets Kate, but he doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything about their correspondence. He gets to know her. And then, you know, he kind of taps into kind of things that she maybe doesn't really talk to Morgan about. She, you know, he asks her about herself and she talks about her favorite book, Persuasion. Um, and she talks about, you know, her youth and running away with, uh, you know, young uh, rebel boys. And so he, she kind of confides in him and has great conversation with him and is able to comfortably kind of open up to him. And because he knows a lot of things about her, you know, he kind of knows what to ask her and what to kind of focus on. And he actually listens to her. So you get that sense that that's not something she really gets on the day, day on a day-to-day -day basis. So then they end up kind of slow dancing outside and it's so romantic and the song that's playing and they end up kissing and then Morgan walks out and sees them kissing. And then she, and when he tells her about this in the letters, she's like, oh my gosh, that was you because she remembers that moment but obviously she didn't know it was Alex. So I love kind of these weird connections. And then another time she, I think, I think it was before the party. Um, she tells him, Hey, I remember leaving my book persuasion at the train station. My father gave it to me. It's very important. Can you go there? And he actually goes there. He finds it, but her train's already taking off. So he has the copy of her book. So that was kind of the first time they actually saw each other. Yeah. Oh, well, so, <laughs> yeah. Time's weird. Yes. Little, so, do you know what? The time in it works a little bit. I mean, it doesn't, does it? Because it, I'm, I'm, I'm getting confused. I'm thinking it's time travel. It isn't time travel. No, it's, it's not. Nothing to do with time travel. So it's like something will have happened in, in something happens in Alex's present day that ends up kind of being a memory that yes. she now has two years later. She's like, oh my gosh, that was you. Oh my gosh, I saw you out of the train holding my book. Oh my gosh, you're that guy kissed at that party. It's like oh, the end so of Back to the Future, <laughs> where Leah Thompson is just like, I once knew a guy who looked exactly like you, my son. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he was he was really cute in high school. His name was Calvin Klein. Klein. And he looked like you and I wanted him. Like, uh. <laughs> To which point George McFly goes, What? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? What what's happening here? <laughs> Jerry Springer shout, I got some guests for <laughs> Um, but, but it's got yeah. nothing to do with time travel <laughs> no so I like that they peppered in these moments where they actually met and interacted and just kind of how they played with that um, because to be fair Keanu plays it very well doesn't he I mean Keanu, not Keanu the actor Keanu the character because he's just called Keanu to me Alex plays it quite smart I mean some could call it cheating because he can't just you know, you can't just know somebody before you've met them, Keanu. That's not how the world works. You can't have written letters to somebody very intimately 
who's never met you for the first time because there's a weird magic time thing going on. It's not possible. You can't do it. But, but he makes it feel very plausible. He does. It could be a thing. He does. Um, for just, some yeah. reason, this inherently quite fantastically magical movie feels very true to life and grounded, and I appreciate yes. that about it. It's like high concept, but it's very honest like it feels real like their relationship their correspondence and how they do it where you feel like they're talking back and forth even though yeah. it's like a whole process of you gotta drive down to the lake house i mean it's, the letters out of the mailbox together gotta, really yes, well really well so you're getting kind of like you feel like they're together so um and yeah just some of my favorite kind of romantic moments like alex says take a walk with me he knows architecture yeah. he knows the city so well she's new to the city so he maps out all of his favorite buildings and she just takes a nice walk and looks at these buildings he explains why he loves them how this one house is seen as like the grandmother of all the houses on the street and um like they spend the day together and then I, by the end of it like he had painted something on the wall thank you for taking this walk with me kate like and then she sees it at the end of her walk like so beautiful my what my favorite moment is like how was that graffiti stayed on still there for two i mean i think he probably just took a chance i'm gonna write this and see if it stays there and it did so like i mean if it wasn't there like okay but at least just you know let me just write this little note and see that might have there. been when that might have been when i was still convinced he was a ghost <laughs> and i didn't realize that that graffiti i didn't realize until i just said it three seconds ago that that graffiti must have stayed there for two years yes rather than him in, him just having sprayed it on like five minutes ago and then she turns up there and say yeah no he was he wrote that two years ago and hoped it would just still be there by the end of that walk that he took her on i'm so obsessed later. with ghosts Janine. <laughs> i think you are you're just trying to make everything a horror movie um but my not a horror movie just a ghost gothic ghostly romance okay it's always more intense <laughs> it is i love the ghost in this year so much but um <laughs> Uh, my favorite is when she is talking to him about how she misses the trees from the lake house. Those trees were so beautiful to her. Oh, yeah. And she misses them so much. And so we just see the scene of him take a, a new tree and he goes to the apartment complex that she lives in now that hasn't been built yet. And it's, they're still doing construction on this apartment complex two years before she lives there. And we see her running to her apartment in the rain. And he is planting a tree in front of the complex while it's still being built. And then we see him plant the tree. And then in her time, the tree just kind of a lightning flash. And the tree that he planted two years ago is a fully grown tree in her time and appears because he's giving her the tree that was her favorite thing from the lake house. So I absolutely, uh, such a, such a beautiful romantic thing that he did. Like, I love that moment. Um, yeah, and then for her, uh, she knows about how difficult his relationship with his father, how he never really felt loved by him. His father actually does pass away in his time. So then she tells him, she shows, she sends him a book that had has not been published yet in his time about his father's architecture. And it kind of talks a lot about how his father cared about his sons and all of these things. So she sends it to him and says, I hope this book shows you how much your father actually really did love you. And she yeah. sends him this book into the past and and so yeah lots of beautiful gestures between the two of them over time then they and um the big kind of thing that happens that i think you maybe had some issue with as we kind of get into it is well, not um, issue not issue with well it just like I... it felt kind of like 
it, it wasn't necessary to to try to connect it so much. So I will I I I will I will talk about I will talk about this and my feelings on it. But I did just want to mention I like Christopher Plummer in this. I like how as he became an older actor, he just played me miserable, horrible people horrible, rather than yeah. anybody with that, any kind parents. of heart. Yeah. At yeah. all, Miserable considering patriarch, patriarchs, yeah, hard-nosed patriarchs, yeah, rather than romantic leads, as he may have been known for at some time. As we all know, Janine, Captain Von Trapp is. <sighs> Don't even your bring up. You're talking about person. the ghost in Mrs. Muir, Rex Harrison, ghost, and. And young Christopher Plummer in The Sound of Music is, you're doing this too much. It's too much. Yeah, because the question always comes around to which <laughs> one do you so prefer pretty. as a person? Oh, so Rex Harrison in The Ghost of Mrs. Muir or Captain Von Trapp, Christopher Plummer. <sighs> They're both ruggedly attractive in both of those movies. I can't. I can't. Don't make me choose. Okay, so. <laughs> and of course, Janine, no, no actor in your entire <laughs> life you have changed opinion on more than watching two Rex Harrison <laughs> movies, one of which was My Fair Lady, the other was The Ghost. Oh my gosh, and the whole thing was like, and the whole comparison was to Sound of Music, because I was like, okay, we need like a Christopher Plummer and Sound of Music type man in this movie for me to believe that Audrey Hepburn would be in love with him and, you know, not find him creepy and old and obnoxious. Because Rex, Rex Harrison, and is the fact that he doesn't sing is just annoying to me anyway. But I know that's not like his choice. That was just kind of what the play is or what the musical is. But it's annoying. So the fact that he does his stupid talk singing and he's just old and not attractive to me at all. And then I watch the Ghost of Mrs. Muir and young Rex Harrison, Sea Captain Beard, turtleneck, you know, blazer, looking like okay, like. <laughs> You are you are you are you uh, <laughs> describing me, Janine? There, that sounds very I mean, nice you, of you. Yes, you you give you were given a lot of. You could definitely do a young Rex Harrison, a ghost uh, captain. Uh, I am a ghost captain. Is what you're trying to yes, say? I, like, yes. I appreciate that. Yes, you are That's a handsome nice ghost captain, Morgan. <laughs> That's that um, is very nice of you to say. It is. It is. But, <laughs> um. We do kind of get into a moment where um, uh, Kate is having lunch with her mom in the big kind of plaza in in, in Chicago. Yes, and is is that the plaza where the big bean is now? I don't know. Where's that? Because that's not in this movie, and I know that's not. We in didn't this see movie it. Because no, we didn't that, see the big bean. I don't think that existed up until about ten years ago. I think it's very okay. recent. So maybe that's why it's not there in 2006. I think um, a lot of people actually hate that big bean thing anyway, who live in Chicago and are, are <laughs> you know, kind of are these strong Chicagans. Chicagans. I don't know what people from Chicagans. Chicago are called. I'd love to ask Abby. She's a Chicagan. A Chicago. <laughs> I was going to say it. Sorry. Calamity <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the big bean um, doesn't exist. We're not interested in the big bean. No. So beans. she's at Daily Plaza having lunch yes. with her mom on Valentine's Day. And she's a doctor and like she's looking across the street and she sees a man get hit, get crushed between like a bus and a car. And, and she runs over there, but the man dies. And so she's talking to Alex in a letter about, oh my gosh, like how life is so fleeting. Oh my gosh, like, oh, we, 
we need to meet. This is terrible. Like she just had a really hard time seeing this man die right in front of her. She's telling yes. Alex all about it. So Which then you would. you would have a horrible time, obviously. Yeah. You know, even being in the medical profession. Yes, because this is seeing. just an accident and then you're seeing right and you're trying and you're actually yeah. actively there being the source that could save his life and you can't do it right in that moment. So of course that that's giving you all these thoughts about life and all of these things. So now you said I had uh, an issue with this part or this aspect of the movie. And you're not wrong, but you're not entirely right. Okay, well, because... we, I will let you explain when we, we well, let me finish the oh, okay. kind of whole scene, set up the whole oh, okay. scene. So she, her and Alex decide they want to try to meet. So let's make a reservation at this fancy restaurant. So they make a reservation for that next day. The next day would be the next day for Kate. But for, for Alex, it's two years and the next day. Yeah. So he goes, he makes his reservation for two years into the future. So the next day, Kate goes to the restaurant. She waits and waits and waits and waits. And Alex never shows up. Oh, so yes. at this point, so, you are thinking, what is Keanu? Yes. Doing? So then she writes him and she's like, you didn't show. He's like, we can try again. She's like, no, this hurts too much. I Let's just forget. You know, please don't write me anymore. So she's Bye. so heartbroken that he didn't show. <laughs> she doesn't understand what happened. She assumes the worst. So she's just like, let's just end all ties. Please don't write me. Alex does not want to end the communication, but she does. So he's writing to her. She's not responding. So now um, two more years have passed. So now Kate, you know, she reconnects with Morgan. Her and Morgan had broken up after all that whole she kissed Keanu and all these things. And she moved into the lake house. So she broke up with Morgan, moved into the lake house 2006. That's where we meet these two. Alex 2004, her 2006, them communicating. He does not meet her in 2006. She ends communication. Now she's reconnected with Morgan. Two more years have passed. It is now 2008 for her. And she's with Morgan. They've bought this um, house apartment that they want to renovate. So they go and they're meeting with different architectural firms to help them renovate this place that they bought. She goes to this architectural firm. We recognize the guy she's meeting as Alex's younger brother. So she's having the meeting with them. They have all these great ideas for her place. Then after the meeting, she sees a architectural drawing of the lake house on the wall. And she recognizes right away how she lived in, how she loved all her stuff with Alex, um, who she hasn't spoken to since she cut off ties in 2006. She sees the picture. She asks the brother who drew this. He says, my brother, Alex. So then she's like, oh my gosh, you see her get very emotional. Her eyes well up with tears, asking how she can connect with Alex. He says, Alex died two years ago on Valentine's Day in a, in a traffic accident. And so she gets very emotional and then she kind of starts putting the pieces together what's happening. So then she yeah. runs, she runs out of there, she leaves, um, and realizes that the man that died on Valentine's Day when she was having lunch with her mother in Daily Plaza was Alex. That's why he died showed up to the dinner in her arms on Valentine's Day. But this is this is technically before she knew Alex at all. Or this is when she had no, no, she, 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 no, she, she, her and Alex had been corresponding. Like she, her and, and Alex... how the hell did she not recognize in the first place so, that it was Alex? Because I don't think she knew she she hadn't seen him, but I think they were they had been talking I'm... and communicating up to that. Uh... So I, I think it had sure? been. Hmm. Oh no! Or maybe she didn't. 
she didn't visually mem- remember his face. Recognize yes, his because face she had because met him at the party up to that point. Correct. She, in passing and all of these things, but she didn't remember. And he probably maybe his face was all bloody or something. Yes. Know? Okay. So, I just remember her saying. He died in my arms. And now you're saying that, I'm just thinking, hmm, have I, I nitpicked him. something here? No, her and Alex had been talking up to that point because I remember having conversations with her mom about her mom and her dad. Were they, did they write ever write letters to each oh, other? Oh, right, like okay. That. So she had been corresponding with Alex. I think it was the early stages, but she just didn't. I, I always just assumed like he was so bloody and whatever that she didn't recognize okay. him. I mean, and it she, doesn't matter. It yes. doesn't matter. <clears throat> so it's, she realizes this, the man is, that died at Daily Plaza 2006 on valentine's day was alex yes and that's why he didn't show up to the dinner um and then we see alex before this happens we see alex go to the lake house and he finds a box of all his letters with kate and he finds the one that says because he he didn't he never wanted to end communication with her yeah but he 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 finds a letter he's like you know okay let me see if i can figure out where she was and i can see her again and see her in person because i want to be with her he finds the letter of her talking about how the dot get she was in Valentine's. She was sorry. I'm just getting very excited. She was in Daily Plaza on Valentine's Day in 2006. So he knows yes. where she was exactly at 2006. So that's why he goes there in the first place, and he's crossing the street to see her, and that's when he gets hit by the car. So now her realizing that this has happened, um, she goes. She goes to to the lake house and writes a letter trying to stop him because she knows that this yes. is the day. This is the day that this is going to happen, but the time has not hit that time yet. Do you know what the issue is? The issue, <laughs> the issue is, the issue is, it's the same issue I have with Matt Smith Doctor Who. Okay. Is that it's too focused on like time paradoxes and like, ooh, one little instance. Changes, changes but see one little the, instance changes everything but also like that seems to have no effect on anything else when it really really should have you see, know what i mean that's why that's why i like I, I think they did the time like this because then you're not worrying about these like weird time loops and how time no, affects things I, I know you that. change the past and change the future everything still happens as it was supposed to happen because you're not we're dealing with time travel you're just dealing with two different moments in time that's very true that is very true the fact of the matter is though we see an instance of keanu reeves dying and then keanu reeves making himself not die because he realizes that's where he dies because in her 2008 he's already died but in 2006 the two years ago that no in that moment he has not reached that moment yet no he hasn't reached that moment but we do, in fact, at the beginning of the movie, see the man die. <laughs> yes. So we do, in fact, see Keanu Reeves die and also stop himself from dying that death in the same movie. And that's where my time confusion comes in. Yes. Unfortunately. So that is the one time... Now, yes. So, yes, does it is... affect my feelings towards the movie? No. Because does it affect the effect of the movie? No. Yes, because up to that point, yes, and and I get where you're coming from because up to that point, the movie never really everything happened as it should have happened. Even everything happens linearly. Yes, even though it's two years apart. But this is the one time where they actually changed something. Yeah. So at that point, 
when you know he ends up not dying how is that explained to his brother who thought he was dead and exactly exactly so yeah and this is the thing this is this is the exact same <laughs> so, issue i have with those doctor still, who things so what you were saying is like you could have had the same kind of her having that effect of that guy dying and have it just be some random guy and not alex exactly but because you wanted to add that kind of big dramatic beat at the end and that kind of suspense at the end you made it alex exactly. without kind of now, throwing out throwing out the really clean time rules that you had set up throughout and setting up a weird thing at the end i do, and and you know what that is my issue okay i think it makes it confusing when it doesn't need to be and maybe it's just me maybe it's just me who gets confused or gets too fixated on these kind of things that ultimately don't matter because they don't matter and yeah. they have no relevance to the effect of the movie whatsoever but then think about what i've just said it has no relevance to the effect of the movie whatsoever so why does that man who dies need to be keanu why can't 2006 keanu realize or, or whatever, whatever, whatever happens. Forget what's happened for 10 minutes in the movie. I apologise we're going on for this movie for a little <laughs> bit too long at the moment. However, I feel like it needs... It needs it needs a, a little bit. It yeah. needs a little bit. It needs a little bit. you got some wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff happening here, so... <laughs> There's nothing wrong with wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. That all makes sense because it's all just explained as wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. The, the problem with Matt Smith, Doctor Who, is that he tries to actually explain what's going on. Yeah. And that's, I think, the problem that this movie have, even even though it isn't Explaining a problem. It, just... Well, it isn't explaining it, but it isn't actually a problem because it doesn't affect anything yeah because the we don't point of we don't the movie, have that conversation later where no because the like point... hey you survived after all like we don't need all that exactly <laughs> the point of the movie is keanu reeves and sandra bullock ending up together after waiting several years yes that's the point of the movie that's the romantic nature of the movie that's what we feel in the emotion of the finale of the movie you could have him rushing to the lake house on a certain date when he needed to be there and have that big finale of you finally you know you waited for but four why did years. it have to be him dying because then that just kind of throws a, a wrench in like the really smart time stuff that you've set up that you exactly. you've seen them have these random encounters throughout time they happened anyway, their memories for her and current moments for him. And that is such a smart little thing. But yeah, now you're like kind of changing things in time that, you know, and, and it doesn't never need really... to be done. Yeah. So then like, and if you're somebody who really overthinks, you're going to be like, well, how does that work? And me. Like, yes. And you're kind of messing up this really neat time thing that you set up because, and, I, and it feels like you've made your time work like this. So you don't have to deal with the weird things that time travel brings on a plot because but that's you, what you, in fact that but, does but the writers are probably just thought it was such a clever little thing to add some more emotion to it that they had to do it anyway and we'll just ignore any kind of later ramifications we'll just have them end up together walk into the lake house together that's all you need to see that's all you care about and for me that that works it but, does work the, but if you think point... too much about it then it's just like 
it, it was so neat. It was so clean the way they dealt with time. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's that's the situation I'm in. Yeah. Is that it does still work. It works fine because the effect of the movie is not changed. And I know I keep saying the effect of the movie is not changed, but it isn't. My issue is, is that it's almost the movie trying to be too cute. Is the movie trying to be too make everything fit exactly together? And to make it's, your climax have a bit of a a bit of an action, like intense. Suspense, possibly, possibly. Kind of but I'm so, not. Yes. Possibly, but I'm not even focusing on the fact that there's a little bit of action. I don't care that there's a little bit of action. That doesn't come into it for me. All that comes into it for me is that it feels like, and we know how I watch movies, Janine, I'm much more into the idea than I am into plot intricacies, despite the fact of me having a little bit of a problem with this weird paradoxical thing that's gone on here yeah my point is that it felt like the movie tried too hard to fit a jigsaw piece in that didn't have to be there because what is the effect of that man dying the effect of that man dying is for sandra bullock to realize how short life is yeah no it's got no effect on keanu reeves character whether he dies or not but i think for that i think they were like okay well we need a reason for them not to just be able to meet so when they do set up the dinner why and show up i, I think because they needed i i guess they, they just needed a you reason want, you understand what i'm i'm saying yes though? like they could have literally had had him wait another time and then like show up and and, and you know know where yeah. she was going to be like maybe yeah. something else happened that had her just be like i'm tired of waiting like obviously it's gonna not work out with us this whole time difference i you know maybe that's why she ends things and then he goes to the lake house he finds the old letter like he did realizes where she's gonna be and he just waits and shows up and, or like she feels she's like i don't think you should have to wait for me all of this stuff and he ignores her finds a letter knowing where she's going to be finds her and and she's there or whatever it also might just be my distaste for movies that happen to be so plotty that but i think things are going so of... well they needed to throw a wrench in there to kind of add some more drama and like I, suspense I in, into your time element because now it's a hate... time of like is she going to get there in time they needed to make it more suspenseful and throw and another don't... kind of wrench I don't, in kind of this very smooth story i don't hate that i don't mind that that can stay keanu dying can stay but keanu being that man that died is the too cute element uh, okay keanu can still die but just like have him die <laughs> He just, why does why it have, does to, he be have to be this guy that that's guy already connected that's to so oh it, it's it's the most vomit inducing intricate thing ever like and stop it's being, it speaks to <laughs> it speaks to the kind of movie watcher i am entirely not which is this kind of i know who that man was it was definitely keanu who's sitting there for the next hour of the movie going that was keanu that was keanu stop being so annoying it's Just definitely one of movie. those 
it's definitely one of those writers patting themselves on the back. Oh, it is. It is. And that's what's great. So clever. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's definitely one of those. The writers thought they were so clever with that situation. And he goes to the lake house and he finds a letter where she says she's going to be at Daily Plaza. He goes to Daily Plaza. And now you realize he's is that he's that man because he's rushing across the street to get to her. And that's why he gets hit by the car. And then, oh no, we got to put that cool spin on it. Okay, she goes to the lake house because she knows what he's trying to do. She writes exactly. him a letter. She hopes he sees it. He's at the lake house getting that letter that says she's at Daily Plaza. So he sees her note and he does. we see him about to cross the street, but he got her note. So he didn't cross the street. She tells him to wait. She tells him to wait. She tells him she's at the lake house right then and there. And you see his truck pull up. He's in his fancy turtleneck and blazer. He, he comes is. in and he's there and she's there and they and, and they have the beautiful moment years in the making and, and these writers beautiful. are just like well, yeah <laughs> like, it is beautiful so <laughs> we are celebrating at that point yes but, but i we... mean i love it it worked for me but i completely understand why it just felt like okay we 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 need to put a shiny bow on this we need to like really interconnect everything and yeah I, I I see where you're going. I understand yeah. why it's like a one element that's kind of like, ugh, it still works. Bit. It yeah. still works, but it still works fine. Yeah. It still works perfectly <laughs> fine for me. The effect does not change. It just I think I've used this analogy before. <laughs> just a little bit of vomit just trickled <laughs> up my throat. And they it were just trying went, to be a little oh, too, God, a little too perfect. So perfect. Just, just have it mean something. Have it be a little. Have it be more. There's no metaphor in this movie whatsoever. Yes. Instead of have it being it just, a symbolic thing, it's literally connected right into their whole exactly, situation. exactly. No, I get that. I but liked it, was, it. I'm that it, kind of person who likes a shiny bow, but I hundred percent get where you're coming from. And yeah, it's a little. It was a little much, but I'm a little much. I appre- to my you know what? Hands, I, I, so. I like. I like that you understand what the hell I totally I'm trying understand to say. What you mean. <laughs> I really do. I appreciate but that. But beautiful reunion between the two and they walk to Lake House, a house that they both have loved and has meant something to them and beautiful. So, the Lake House. A great romance <laughs> movie. A really really great romance. With a really movie. interesting element thrown in there. Very very interesting obviously. We are talking romance in time and for a little bit now. We will talk about <laughs> Safety Not Guaranteed, which was the second movie we watched this week for our romance in time. We already did briefly mention it at the beginning and the kind of premise of it. Um, I don't mind if we spend a little bit less time on this because I know we don't want to go overboard with this. I certainly preferred The Lake House a lot more, it has to be said. To safety not guaranteed. Not that I thought safety not guaranteed were was not a good movie. I didn't think it was a good movie. This I, was just a nice surprise for me. Like this movie really played to Aubrey Plaza's strengths. Oh I yeah, liked all the characters in it. Um, I liked that this movie. It was a great character study for her. You know, you see her kind of just being different and not really knowing how to be <laughs> a certain type of person. You know, like she's she doesn't experience things the same way everyone else does. She's like kind of similar to the characters in Lake House. She's kind of missing something and she doesn't really know what that is. And she kind of goes on this whole adventure of discovery. And over the course of things, 
this misunderstood person is someone she really is seeing something in and it's kind of giving her kind of something to to really live for and be excited about um so i like the whole character journey of this one that's what i got from this movie as opposed to real a heavy straight romance. kind of romance yeah like we see her falling in love with mark duplass's character over the course of the movie but it's kind of all about her her discovery of that and not really them together until kind of later on yeah it feels like he has no part in this romance whatsoever almost yeah which is is unusual certainly is unusual after you've come off of watching the lake house Yes, that is all, all completely wrapped up in the romance. It's all about the romance. But I liked this yep. one just because it was so weird and different. I kind of just stumbled upon it one day and just ended up really enjoying it, liking their chemistry together, liking that. Because, you know, I always feel for that kind of misunderstood person. Yeah. And if someone would just take time to, like, get to know them and understand them and see what kind of person they are and... um you know, the fact that this movie kind of does that, that she actually takes the time to understand him when everyone just thinks he's weird, um, is kind of really sweet and, and, and special and kind of a romantic element um, that, it that is. plays into this story. So, you know, as somebody who, who really appreciates, you know, not writing off the kind of weird person, <laughs> you know... <laughs> I, I love, I, I love that. that. You're weird, but you know what? Weird Let's have a conversation. <laughs> yes, I will talk to you and and be friendly to you and give you a chance because you know you are you could have something of value to, to you know to give to people, and we do see that. Like you think um, you can time travel, Mark Duplass, but you know, you know you've got government agents after you. But you know, yeah, I'm going to take even... the time to talk to you. <laughs> well, like he works at like uh like a, a grocery store place yeah and he's just talking to his older co-worker about all his weird time travel theories and all of these weird things and his co-worker is just like yeah that's cool you know just <laughs> being friendly just being friendly to him and not being mean to him like other people are writing him off for being weird he's just listening to his stories right and then yeah. later when he you know it's getting really intense in their whole like time travel mission he has Aubrey Plaza give that guy a box of money because his wife is sick and all of these things. So we see that like he's such a good person and he cares about people. Like, thank you, my coworker, for just listening to my nonsense. You're such a kind-hearted person. I'm giving you money so that you can take care of your sick wife. Like, I mean, that is very nice. You you yeah. are you are <laughs> correct in saying that. I do unfortunately think that even though this is, of course, our romancing time double feature for this week on Morgan Hasn't Seen, I do actually think this is an absolutely horrendous double feature. Never watch <laughs> these two movies back to back like I did. It Because I don't think I enjoyed Safety Not Guaranteed as much as I probably would have had I not just watched The Lake House. I think I was too wanting my romance movies to be of the Lake House vibe. Yes, and had I had we not already done about time in our time loop series, that definitely oh, would have been, a, been a more that um, would have been a, a a much better double feature for the lake house. But yes. because we've already covered it, I had to pick something else that was time related, but yeah. still some and, and it's also something that I've wanted you to see because I kind of was curious about your take on it. So just a kind of quick synopsis of this one: 
Um, Aubrey Plaza is a young intern at a newspaper. Uh, Jake Johnson is a reporter at the newspaper. Um, they're asking for people to kind of go on different story missions. He says, I found this article from this weird guy in the newspaper saying, hey, looking for someone to travel back in time with me. Safety not guaranteed. You know, bring weapons and, and learn. you'll learn how to fight and we'll go back into time. So he's like, well, let's check this out. See if this guy's for real. See if he actually believes this or it's just a joke. Um, and can I take two interns with me? So he takes this other young kid and Aubrey Plaza. This is like a weird, awkward <laughs> kid and Aubrey Plaza with him to go and and check out Mark Duplass, who is the weird guy who wants to travel back in time. <laughs> Number one, who in 2011 is using the newspaper to advertise? Mark Duplass. Number two. <laughs> Mark Duplass's face just for some reason <laughs> annoys me. And I don't know why. I'm sure he's lovely. What did his face ever do to you? Nothing. 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 But unfortunately, some people just have, for some reason, just, you know, I'm somebody who has a lot of gut feelings about things, Janine. You know, don't think, feel, Bruce Lee and all that business. That's me. <laughs> I feel things. I don't like to think too much, which is when when things try and make me think too much, a la the lake house and its stupid paradoxical thing. And my Mark mind Duplass's breaks. Whole face. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Mark Duplass's whole face also makes your mind break. <laughs> that a little bit. Um, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. But unfortunately, there's just, I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe it's just Martin Duplass in this movie because he also had a stupid haircut. Yeah. And was wearing stupid well, clothes. Yes, he was wearing like... like very 80s, kind of like acid wash leather or <laughs> jean jackets and things like that. He um, looked like, do you know what he looked? He looked like, he looked like somebody from Wet Hot American Summer. You know, the, the movie. The, yes. Where everybody's supposed to be an old person playing a young person yes. in the 80s. Yes. That's what he looked like. And he wasn't supposed to look like that. He was just supposed to look like a human being from 2011. Yes. So I think they just made him like, oh, he's a weird, quirky guy. So of course, nobody quirky. takes him seriously. So yes, he's actually like building a time machine and he's asking for someone to kind of go back in time with him. So um, Jake Johnson tries to go and be that person. But he... I mean, Jake Johnson's it, not in movies these but, days, is he? Where's he gone? I don't know. But um, uh, Mark Mark Duplass's Kenneth character gets a weird vibe from him, doesn't like him at all, and says, go away. Like, I don't trust you. So then that's when Aubrey Plaza is like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to try to talk to him. So Darius, Aubrey Plaza's character, goes, talks to Kenneth. She kind of really plays up to his, like, weirdness and, like, really kind of one-ups him because he's very kind of intense. And she kind of like matches his intensity in this really kind of fun introductory scene with the two of them. As Aubrey Plaza would. Yes. So she plays it really well. Um, and kind of she's like, she she gets him. And I think somebody kind of getting her and her being able to kind of impress him like that gives her kind of something of value because she really doesn't, you know, they set her up as somebody who doesn't really have anything, you know, to look forward to, to be excited about, to feel good about. Um until she starts kind of playing into this whole like mission and getting to know Kenneth. I viewed this movie as more of or more about friendship and trust than I yeah. did about romance. Which 
which it's are fine. good. It's, it's but, fine. but those are huge bases. Of course they are. Of course they are. Of course they are. I, again, just think, I, I just, for some reason, can't get out of my head or couldn't, when I was watching this movie, get out of my head the fact that I just watched The Lake House and was literally watching these movies for the show back to back (laughs) and it was they're just so different these movies that i was just kind of i was almost taken aback by how comical safety not guaranteed is as a movie because it's a funny movie it's a comedy movie yeah (laughs) it's so different from the lake house in in every conceivable way but ultimately you are right it is about trust friendship and there is the romantic angle that that comes in after those things um of the kind of finding finding the right kind of weirdness for you in a partner i suppose isn't it which is is quite nice as well the the time travel like we mentioned before kind does kind of bookend the movie the majority of the movie is spent with Aubrey Plaza and Mark Duplass getting to know each other, trying to figure out their time travel mission. What this time travel mission's for is supposedly Mark Duplass's girlfriend. So he tells her it's because his girlfriend died because somebody drove a car into a house and killed her. So Which he is a lie back. because yes. it's Kristen Bell who's just delightful, who's also in a completely different movie than everybody else in this movie. In the best way, because Kristen Bell just kind of oozes joy. Yes. And everybody else in this movie oozes cynicism. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, so that's what he says is his mission to go back. Yes. Um, to, Sorry, to, I'm, I'm getting I'm, I'm very be, I'm being very judgmental. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's okay. Um, and she tells him she's actually kind of really honest. Like she, it, she's making it up on the spot, but it's actually something true that um her mom died uh her mom was coming home i think she was like 14 she said her mom was coming home from the store and she called to say that she was on her way home and she said mom i want some chocolate milk can you stop and get me some chocolate milk so her mom stops at like a liquor store gets her the chocolate milk and she is killed by like a burglar robber and you know her mom had said i got the chocolate milk for you her mom was so excited and um to to bring it home for her and her attitude was just like yeah whatever mom and then she, her mom is like killed right after that and she that was the last conversation she had with her mom she was like not even like excited to talk to her so she has felt a lot of guilt about that over the years so her thing would be to go back and prevent that from happening um so yeah Basically, i mean just be nice to people if they're nice to you yeah, especially your mother. No. So, um, not if your mom, not if <laughs> not if your mother's horrible to you. Now, if your mother's yes. horrible to you, don't necessarily be nice to her. But your mom's nice. Getting nice you chocolate milk. Yeah. Don't be a fourteen-year-old. Don't be a twelve-year-old. So, um, whether she knows this whole mission or any of that is true, and she's really just kind of doing this to like spy and infiltrate and get information for this article. She's actually telling him something real and honest, like what she would actually go back in time for. Because then when Arno, the other intern asks her what she told him, she says, Oh, I just made something up. 
like she didn't tell him what she actually told Kenneth. Yes, and he's he's what's his face from Deadpool. Oh yeah, isn't he? He's what's he's got what's his goddamn name in Deadpool? (laughs) The taxi driver. The taxi driver. Yeah. What's his name? I don't Um, know what his name is. Dupinder. (laughs) Dupinder from Deadpool. Yes. Where's he? He's in no other movies either. I know. Where's he? (laughs) Karan Sony. He's in Uh, no other movies at all. Oh, weird. You get movies like this, don't you, that are kind of tiny. They're kind of these indie darlings, as it were. Yes. (laughs) And I think, wasn't this from like the same producers as Little Miss Sunshine? And something Some, like that. Something like that. And it's it like does Colin have... Trevorrow directed, and I think him and Mark Duplass wrote it. So Colin Trevorrow, who did what? Didn't he do one of the Jurassic did Jurassic World? Jurassic World, yeah. So yeah. Um and Mark Duplass, I think, wrote this with Colin Trevorrow. So they wrote it together. Um well, that's but... why that's why Mark Duplass's character was incredibly kind of um well, I felt that actually. That makes sense to me. Now, I don't know what try what what descriptor I'm trying to use, but it made sense to me now that Mark Duplass wrote this movie, as it mm, seemed very favourable to Mark Duplass's character. Or maybe that's just me kind of getting a oh, no, sour taste they, on my face whenever they I saw establish his face. him being weird. Like everyone, kind of nobody really understands him. So I feel like also kind of that what adds into the romance is that Aubrey Plaza actually takes the time to kind of understand him. They're also very fair um, to him, given that he's, you know, stealing. Yeah, stealing parts things. to build a time machine. <laughs> so at this point, like, she really, like, he's t- teaching her how to use guns and train and do karate, and they're spending all this time together. And he's actually opening up to her and telling her different things, like how kids used to steal his G.I. Joes, and so he used to hide them into this little secret place. And um... Unfortunately, now I know this movie came out in 2011, um, I see. I just watched this movie totally different to how I watched The Lake House. I really did. <laughs> you know when you think you would have had a different experience of watching it on its own or not? Yes, hundred percent. And I did like so the movie. I, I did like the fault. movie. I appreciated <laughs> what the movie was doing. I appreciated what the movie was saying. But I don't think my opinions on on this kind of stuff would have changed. And it is this early twenty tens. Um, isn't it nice to have a character that loves nerdy action figures? Whereas if you were to make that movie now, it would just feel so... Oh, God, no. Oh, no. Well, these are oh, action no. figures he's talking about he had when he was a little kid. He's no, not I, I know like... that. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that you have to bring it up in your movie. And that just reminds me that Colin Trevorrow was supposed to direct a Star Wars movie, and that then reminded me of the fact that Star Wars fans are horrible, and that then reminded me of the fact that if you make characters like this in movies these days, they're generally going to be online trolls. <laughs> the way you're And the change in characters in 10... The change in movies in 10 years, because... Yeah, I've said it. You can't. You know. You when you know. You're not allowed to talk about these kind of things because you get death threats. Yeah, and it just reminded me of a more innocent time, I suppose, in speaking about Star Wars action figures. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that my mind went down this wormhole. 
I don't I mean, know. we're talking about a little indie movie. I indie know. movies like this don't get that kind of vitriol because they're just small and no, not the indie movie. No, 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 no. no <laughs> so that's no, what I'm saying. With the movie. So, but for your mind to just build it and build these building blocks to get to like toxic fandoms of bigger things that it's got these nothing people to do would with have the done. movie whatsoever. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the actual movie whatsoever. It is the concept of Star Wars action figures. <laughs> Oh dear, my mind, my mind, Janine, really. But no, um, I did, I did appreciate the movie. It is a very different movie, but it is about a different thing. It's not about grand gesture, sappy romance. romance. It's just about two people kind of needing something, and they find that in each other. Yes, at it's a, not about two people time. needing each other. No, it's they just they need something. That is within that other person. Yeah, it could be anybody. Whereas you feel like in the lake house, oh god, it had to be Keanu and Sandra Bullock. Yeah, no, they just need somebody to see them, and they yeah. just and they see each other, and that's kind of what I love about it. Just kind of the building of their friendship and them kind of seeing, um, you know, that somebody really appreciates them and sees them for who they are and and cares about them. So their kind of whole relationship builds all while Jake Johnson is just like fucking around <laughs> like because yeah the, ta- the town where they're there is yeah the he? town where they're doing this is a town where he used to go every summer and like hook up with this girl when he was like a teenager so he's on this whole mission to find that girl grown up he finds her they have like this whirlwind romance until he's just like come back to the city with me be with me and she's like you're kind of taking this too far and then he gets offended and like that whole thing ends so now he's like committed back to like his job that he was supposed to be doing the whole time um after he tries to get arno the other intern laid and then that's when he actually starts going back to his job of actually writing this article about this time travel man meanwhile darius has been kind of going and seeing kenneth every day getting information but also kind of slowly falling in love with him um so that's when when jake johnson actually kind of recommits to actually doing the story he actually does some research and finds out that the girlfriend kenneth that said died in the accident she's she wasn't his girlfriend and she's actually still alive so when he tells darius yeah so when darius tells when he tells darius this she she doesn't want to believe it so she goes and she's the one who goes to do the interview and talks to Kristen bell so she talks about how Kenneth and her, you know, they worked at the same restaurant or something like that. And he was really sweet and they were friends. And he was the type of guy that she knew liked her, um, but she didn't really like him like that. But she just wanted to be nice to him because he was a sweet guy. So See, I this think that's why I think I don't like Kenneth. Either, yeah. So, so that so that made me kind of sad because like you're liking Kenneth and you think he's just weird and quirky. He's just a sad, sad, sad But the way that he lied about this and, like, it just made him seem really sad. And so I didn't really kind of like that element of it. No, he's just... Then she tells him... And then he... Turns out he's the one who drove the car into the house because she, started dating this guy that she didn't like. And at this point, I felt like, okay, we're supposed to be, like, into... Aubrey Plaza kind of really getting to know him very well and this nice friendship potentially more happening here. There's certainly a level of openness and trust that's happening here. But then he's living up to the fact that he has a hairstyle that looks like that and wears clothes that looks like that and has a face that looks like that. And he's a weirdo. 
who drives cars into people's houses for no reason, and he's just a little bit pathetic. And again, the little bit of vomit just just trickled. Just trickled. <laughs> Lots of vomit this week. Lots of vomit this week, I guess. So, and last um... week, actually. Was it? Is it last week or a couple I'm of weeks? Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is Morgan, you hate love in romance. I don't it's hate love. I like Keanu <laughs> and Sandra Bullock. What I don't... I mean, I did. I liked this movie. It was just a really <laughs> weird movie yes, to watch so, after the um, Yeah, so that was a bit of an element that I just because like I loved like their first kiss, and he plays the zither for her because I love that song. It's called Big Machine. Um, oh, surprise, surprise! You yeah, like, a, like song a song called, called Big, Big Machine. Machine, and just like if, if you listen to the words of the song, like it's actually like really kind of you know people dealing with people not understanding you, not getting you. And, yeah. Um, it's a, like the lyrically, it's a great song, and how he sings it is really pretty. And I could see, you know, Aubrey Plaza like really falling for him in that moment, and then they share their first kiss, and it's like that's when they're really kind of you get your biggest kind of romantic moments leading up to that. So now her and him really like each other and all these things, and then she finds out the truth about Kristen Bell. So then she kind of confronts him. They all kind of sneak her, Jake Johnson, and the other intern sneak to his house and like are snooping around, and they actually see like all his plans for the time machine. They see like something was in this big shed like so something was going on like he's actually building something so she goes and she confronts kenneth and she tells him like you know why would you lie to me she's still alive and he kind of is, is embarrassed about it and he kind of um you know she's she's upset with him it kind of takes off and so um then they see that people are actually following kenneth because he's actually like government people are actually following him because he actually is building something crazy. So um, when she kind of finds out that he's not completely insane and he's actually, he wanted to go back into time to like fix that moment and not do what he did. Um, and that, you know, he's probably telling the truth. Uh, that's when she kind of was like, I need to go find him. So she goes to the secret place where he said he hid his like action figures and he's not there. And then she hears something going on and he's at the lake and there's a time machine there like he actually built a time machine and so she goes and she you know and they kind of make peace with each other and he's like forget you know what i wanted to do we're going back for you we're going back for your mom you know this is about you now and you know they take each other's hands and the time machine actually like turns on and it's like working and glowing and then they actually go back in time and it's, it's crazy and the end <laughs> i just have a hard time actually trusting him though like aubrey plaza is just great and i love aubrey plaza i just have a hard time trusting kenneth well i mean i think because he's obviously a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a liar but when you realize like he lied to her obviously that's super embarrassing of course so... it's embarrassing but the whole point of the movie <laughs> is about openness and trust I know the plaza was open and trustworthy with him I, and I get that um but you can see someone like who's obviously been ridiculed and embarrassed and made fun of for most of his life yes would maybe make something like that up and I he wanted to go back in time so that maybe. he didn't so that he didn't do that that know? is true that is true and again maybe it's just the fact that he is aesthetically the way he is in this movie. <laughs> too weird for you and i can't get my head past it janine I, I just and i can't. could not get i could not get past it until the zither song and i thought okay that is really kind of romantic i like it i just don't 
It's the same reason I obviously hate Will Ferrell. He looks like a 45-year-old dressed give like the a 12-year-old. Give the weirdos a chance. But he, looks like a, 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 he looks like a guy in his mid-40s pretending to be somebody who's 12. Okay. Well, when we do our Will Ferrell series... We're not we'll doing that. <laughs> I think I might just make that next month's series. No. Just, just get it out of the way. Just pull off that band-aid. Mm-hmm. I will be sick. On <laughs> you're gonna on just be talking show. about a little bit of vomit every week. Not a little bit, a lot. I will just projectile all over the place. <laughs> well, the fans will love it. So <laughs> No, they won't. <laughs> that was safety not guaranteed. I'm sorry it wasn't as I was probably not a good match for, but I needed another movie with time that I actually really enjoy that I wanted to share with you that was new to you. So it was a um, it was a good movie. I enjoyed the movie. I just And it was really funny too. <laughs> it was very, very funny. Very, very funny. And like like I said, Aubrey Plaza. I always love Aubrey Plaza. And she she doesn't seem like she's in a great deal these days either. No. Seems like she kind of stopped being in movies like four years ago and hasn't done. Yeah, like Ingrid Goes West was like a huge one. It's a and great kind movie. Of goes... I love that. Yeah, movie. I'm like, where where'd you go? That's a that's such a good movie as well. It's a, it's a little bit ahead of its time as well. Ingrid Goes West, Instagram, the Instagram stalker movie. Yeah, I like I like Ingrid Goes West a lot, and I did like Safety Not Guaranteed. It is not as good as The Lake House. It's a totally different movie, though. Yeah. Totally, totally different movie. They're all, they're not really comparable. And time is kind of a whole different concept in both of these films. It is. It is. But I enjoy both of them. But certainly, and I think people will be most glad to know, I really did like The Lake House. However, I actually hated the lake house itself horrible building <laughs> horrible building. fair enough fair enough never live there live in a house on the lake but not on the lake in i the mean lake. We're not, you know it's not lake town from the hobbit <laughs> you know you're just being silly now live next to the lake that's what lake houses are supposed to be isn't it you not live on, next not to in the lake. lake. Not yeah. actually on top of the water. <laughs> you might as well live in a boat. <laughs> For all the privacy you get as well boat. with all the stu- with all the glass everywhere. I mean, yeah. you can't do anything. You can't go to the toilet in that place without somebody watching you. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible building. Anyway. Anyway, Janine. Are we going to call this episode there? We shall. <laughs> well, this has in fact been the 150th episode of Morgan Hasn't Seen. We have Speaking of time. <laughs> speaking of time, we have a celebration of that 150th milestone coming later in the week. So stay uh, tuned to all our things for that coming up. We will say what they are very very shortly but janine what do we have coming next week on the romance movies double features so we will be talking romance and mental health (laughs) romance and mental health that doesn't sound fun (laughs) Um, sounds most depressing it'll be interesting we'll be talking um lars and the real girl and silver linings playbook 
Now, do they make a good double feature? Which one should I watch first? <laughs> um, let's say Lars and the Real Girl, because that is kind okay. of another safety not guaranteed in the fact that, like, it's romance weird. is it's weird <laughs> and romance is is an element but how it's used is interesting is not <laughs> it's, conventional. it's not as it's not as conventional as like uh silver linings playbook okay yeah okay fair enough there we go that is what is coming up next week on morgan hasn't seen we've been talking the lake house and safety not guaranteed this week it's been fun as ever janine certainly fun as ever this is not the only show we have on the it's a wonderful podcast feed though is it janine what else is going on it is not we have a machine mondays coming soon (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) we did have the recent showdown awards which i was going to cover but i just got back from a whirlwind insane vegas weekend and i was just burnt out so i will be covering uh, the awards, including my own win, on the next episode of Machine Mondays. Um, so look for that next week. And that's on Mondays, of course. It's in the name. And we have the main show, It's a Wonderful Podcast, where we talk classic films. I ho- uh, co-host every other week with Morgan, who is the constant host, switch off hosting duties every other week with Nolan Dean, our other great host. And yeah, we just give love to those classic, wonderful films. We will be talking another double feature. We're just we, all well, about the yes, double I features suppose. right now. I'm talking to films from the really amazing Mae West, who was new to me. Like I had always heard of her in old Hollywood kind of culture, but had never seen anything with her. And whew, I have some thoughts. I was that's about away. the right. That's about the right noise <laughs> you're supposed to make for Mae West. I think I was blown you away. Could... And you know, we talked a lot today about you know classic actors in their prime, just looking Chef's Kiss and oh, Cary Grant. Cary Grant in the 30s. My goodness me. Cary Grant Woo! in the 30s, really? Wow. Yes. Okay. I mean, in one of those movies, he got a little too much makeup on. But in the other one... He did. He perfect. did. Perfect. His lips looked a little <laughs> yes. bit off. In uh, <sighs> She Done Him Wrong, Janine, yes. did. Yes. But yes, I think this week's main show is more going to be a celebration of Mae West as opposed to maybe a full discussion on the two movies we actually watched yeah but it'd be more of that so then a bit of a unique episode of the main show monday wednesday friday anyway we have you covered here on the it's a wonderful podcast feed you can find us on anchor apple podcast spotify stitcher google podcast Castbox, amazon music all the other places as well we have the it's a wonderful podcast youtube channel for you to go and subscribe to do your notification bell dings on that we think is where our 150th celebration of Morgan Hasn't Seen is going to be, potentially this coming Friday. So keep an eye out for that, certainly. We also have the Patreon. It's a wonderful podcast on patreon.com. Find the tier that is right for you there. If you would like to support us on Patreon, if you are feeling particularly generous and want to perform a grand romantic gesture towards us we would be most grateful for that would we be as grateful as to wait two years for four years for 
your hand in romantic life? Possibly. Depends who you are, really. You know, it depends who you are. I mean, maybe not Janine, but, you know, I'm available. So <laughs> don't know why I'm saying that. Put what am I there. talking about? Put it out me? there, buddy. Put it out there. <laughs> Morgan is find... looking for love. <laughs> but it specifically has to be the kind of absolute dedication that you see in the lake house. No, not necessarily. And I don't know why I'm saying those kinds of things. He is not a Morgan like the Morgan in the lake house. Um, He's much can better. we be sure? He's much better. How do you know? Um, <laughs> and he looks like Rex Harrison. I don't look anything Mrs. Like Rex. I look like Rex Harrison in My Fair Lady. No. <laughs> I act like Rex Harrison in My Fair Lady. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> you can find the show on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. Find me on Twitter at The Purple Dom with a three instead of the E in the because, Janine. Three is the magic number. On Instagram at just the purple don. All your romantic things are where. <laughs> you can find me at Janine Devine underscore on Twitter, Janine Devine on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to get any merch for any of our shows, you can find that at my T Public shop at g9design.tpublic.com. And if you want to buy any of my art in print form, you can find that at my big cartel shop, g9design.bigcartel.com. Well, you did, I mean, you did a Keanu impression last week, Janine. So. I don't really know what to what to go for. Rex Harrison in Ghost of Mrs. Muir and his weird sea captain voice. Go. Oh my gosh, you need to do that. You're better at that than I am. No, I think you're very good. Uh, you could also <laughs> pass it off as potentially the sea captain from The Simpsons. Oh my gosh. <laughs> don't just talk like a crazy pirate. Yes. <laughs> Three. Two. One. Darn. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Rex Harrison. <laughs>